0: Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we are talking to Brendan Stoneman from Kelowna. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd
1: you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a 2 Oh,
0: course. Well, welcome to the so show. Thanks for, for joining us today. Uh, for those people who don't know you, uh, you are a realtor in Kelowna with Remax. And um. All of us have actually had interactions uh, with you before. We've uh, we've met at uh, quite a few Richard Robbins events, mm-hmm. and uh, Matt has, I think, probably the coolest interaction with you. Got the closest connection.
2: Actually, I don't think I don't know if Jared interacted. I have never interacted with you. This is the first for me. Oh, uh, Jared, get off the call. But you seem like a nice guy. I'm out.
3: <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah. Jerry. Jerry, you'll have seen Brendan's name, but I got connected with Brendan, my mom moved uh, to, the, to the Okanagan a few years ago, and she first started in Summerland, Penticton, and I connected her with an agent there, and then she decided that wasn't where she wanted to be, and she wanted to end up in Kelowna, and that particular agent said, Brendan's a guy, you put her in touch with him, everything's going to go great, I did, it went fantastic, um, so mom's very happy, And then Mm -hmm. that same year I had another family actually leave New West and go to Kelowna and got hooked up with Brendan and uh, no one's ever wanted to move from New West to Kelowna since, unfortunately, but those two went (laughs) great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. It was, uh, it was good. And obviously, you know, no pressure at all when um, an agent is referring their mother to you. So, um, but anyways, she's, uh, a lovely lady who had a great time working together. It all came together really smooth. And um, and yeah, the other family was awesome as well and, and um, happy to help, so it's awesome.
0: So we're, we're gonna get into sort of what real estate's looking like in Kelowna uh, in a minute and uh, probably also talk to you a bit about kind of how you run your, your business, a little bit of the behind the scenes um, of running a, a successful real estate uh, company um, or business. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, What's going on? How's, how's your week looking, Brendan?
1: Uh, week's looking good, man. It has been absolutely gangbusters, crazy busy um, throughout all of May. And so it's been, uh, you know, I've been working out of the house. I've got three little kids, so that's a challenge, which um, you know, I know all you guys have families as well. And so it's kind of a, uh, a juggling act for sure. And finally, I, I said a few weeks ago to my wife, like, I have to get out of the house. I'm just falling behind here, and it's just too hard with the interrup- interruptions and not being able to to focus. So, um, I've been coming back in the office the last kind of three weeks or so, and it's been kind of good to you know get back into the work groove after uh, a month of being you know kind of out of the mix, so to speak. So, but yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been busy, and the weather's getting to be pretty nice up here. So, yeah, I bet yeah. it's definitely heating up.
3: Is yeah. are your kids uh, any of them school age, Brendan?
1: Yeah, I've got my oldest is in grade two, Um, my middle is in kindergarten, and then I've got a three and a half year old that was doing uh, preschool a couple days a week, and uh, so they've all been home. I think we're going to send them back tomorrow and just see how it goes um, and let them kind of decide what they want to do. Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah,
3: they started school back in New West uh, on Monday, and we heard the numbers. It's about a 30% return rate for elementary school. 15% Yeah, 15% for middle school and five for high school. Yeah, I'm sure the <laughs> high school students are like,
1: ah, I'm good.
3: <laughs> My kids are there, you know,
1: obviously it's more social and fun and, and that sort of thing uh, at, at their, you know, at their um, school level. So they're just excited to go back and see some friends and, um, but yeah, it sounds like I think only about half the kids in their
3: classes are are gonna come back, so. Sure. I got all sorts of interesting stuff I want to talk to you about, but, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we got to keep it focused. Uh, first thing, let's say you say you've been very busy in May. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your business been different with just working through the pandemic? As far as obviously you're not working in the you went back to the office, but you were working from home. What else have you noticed is really different?
1: Um, I mean, a lot of it is just more, there's just a lot more kind of preparation and planning for showings. Um, you know, sending in the health forms and going through all the questions. And like, it's, I mean, I understand it. We're doing that for our listings as well. It's, it's certainly a nuisance. Um, I I think, you know, the, the one nice thing about it is it's taken a lot of the casual, like, oh, let's just go check some stuff out and see what we think buyers off the table right now. So we're able to focus on the more uh, serious clients that are, you know, that have some real motivation to, to get going. Um, what some um, are your
0: safety protocols right now on your listings
1: yeah so for our listings like we've got video walkthroughs and and 360 tours and all that sort of stuff we're um, requesting now that all of the purchasers um, view that stuff and confirm that they have viewed it prior to uh, booking the showing just if we can weed out any you know people you know if there's any immediate disqualifiers when they actually you know view all the media material we'd rather you know, eliminate those showings before they happen, um, and then we've got the the health questionnaires that we want the agents to to go over with their clients, um, and that's really about it. You know, we've instructed our sellers to you know leave all the lights on, and we're telling the agents to leave the lights on while they're there, so they're not touching anything unnecessarily. Um, we've had some people that you know they've requested they don't want any kids in the property just because they're a little harder to you know, kind of manage and Mm. keep under control. Um, They just don't understand. So um, outside of that, I mean, and I'm finding now more so people are kind of relaxing a little bit and, you know, are happy to just, things are kind of returning back to the old way a little bit more now.
2: So, Are you noticing that's... that there's people with requirements for gloves and masks? Is that happening for you guys? A few. I
1: did some showings on Saturday. I think we looked at 10 properties and I had one say that you're not going in if you don't have gloves and masks.
2: But they but they had them there for you?
1: Uh, Not usually. Um, <laughs> we've had some... <laughs> that doesn't yeah. seem... That seems I problematic.
0: <laughs> that stuff, but you better have it on hand. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so, I mean, some people, there's usually hand sanitizer at the front door and um yeah. but I don't know I've I've found um you know there's not a, pe- a ton of people really masks um they're just you know kind of be respectful and mindful and don't touch anything when you're in the house if you can
0: so this would be a stupid question but I I'm ignorant um how like have there been many cases in Kelowna like how how is COVID
1: it's relatively uh, non-existent, I think. Last I heard, we have one active case in the Okanagan. Uh, yeah. And maybe that's you know up to two or three now, but it's very minor. Um, I've got a lot of uh, friends that work in healthcare. They said the hospital's empty right now. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been really, there's been very little activity here. We've had a couple um, minor outbreaks you know, with like a handful of people that they've quarantined and it hasn't gone beyond that. So um, yeah, it's been really minimal impact uh, as far as actual cases. Um, So yeah, it's been good. So
3: with with business picking up, Brendan, Mm -hmm. we're noticing it, depending on the region, really different segments of people who are the most active. So obviously you've got a, a segment of the population who's interested in getting deals done. Could you narrow it and say the focus is mostly in a certain segment, price band, region, demographic? Um, I would say that the, most of the people that
1: I'm interacting with um, have been the you know, first-time buyers, move-up buyers. I think a lot of the uh, you know, more elderly folks, they're still kind of laying pretty low right now.
0: Um, what, any, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to ask, what, what percentage of your first-time buyers normally are coming from out of town, and has that changed?
1: Um, for first time buyers, you know, like historically we've been in the Okanagan about 60% local buyers and the other 40% coming from other areas, you know, lower mainland would make up the biggest segment of right. that probably 20% and then Alberta and other prairie provinces would, would make up the bulk of the rest. Um, for first time buyers, I would say my experience anyways, is that most of them have been local already um, we do certainly have people moving in from other areas, but they're, you know, selling out of, you know, other, you know, wherever they're coming from to move here most of the time. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, uh, so most of the first time buyers that I've worked with anyways are, are local.
2: Right. Yeah. You, guys, you guys have a lot of like, in a t- typically you do like a lot of open houses. I don't know a lot about the Okanagan market. So, um, mm. it-
1: there are people that, Certainly do. Um, I haven't personally done an open house in probably five years because um, wow. I just hate doing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? And I'm and I'm finding now, like, you know, when I'm chatting with seller clients, you know the, and I understand like the lower mainland market where it's you're going to have like a hundred people want to get through the door in a short amount of time, and that's the best way to, you know, to accommodate that. Um, I get it. here it it's never been, even at the peak of two thousand and seventeen, it was busy, but not that crazy. Um, and I'm just finding more and more people they they're even requesting not having open houses. So you know here we've got lock boxes on everything, which I know in you know certain parts of the lower mainland. that's just not the case. So you're meeting people to accommodate the showings. Um, here it's just you know, the agents show up. With their buyers, they go through the lockbox, they book an appointment, and and off they go. So, um, the fact that you know nobody's doing open houses right now operationally for me has changed nothing because I haven't done one in a long time. And and the, what I'm telling my clients is, hey, we're going to do a video walkthrough tour. We're going to do the 360 photos. We're going to do all this stuff so that people can you know do the open house without leaving their home. So that the people that are coming through, it's you know they're more qualified and and, um, you know, some people still ask. And I just, in that case would say, you know, I can arrange somebody else to do an open house for you. And then that way, if that buyer wants to buy the property, we're not in a conflict and, um, right. and that's usually the end of the conversation. So I haven't done
0: one in a long time. Brendan, uh, it, it seems to me looking kind of from the outside in that you, you've got a pretty well-oiled machine over there. And, uh, I was always shocked. We had a we've had a couple agents from our office go from uh, the lower mainland to sort of Northern BC. We, we had uh, Jason Luke headed up to, where did he go? I think Prince George, Prince George. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then our, our buddy Eldon uh, moved to the Hazeltons and I'm always shell shocked at how different running a real estate business is um, in different parts of the province. So having a very well oiled machine I'm, I'm super curious about like are there two or three things like what are the things you do in your business that set you apart from your your competition I'm really curious if it's the same kind of stuff as down here or if it's if the secret sauce is maybe a little different up there
1: yeah i mean i'm I feel really really fortunate <clears throat> you know i I've been doing this I guess coming up fourteen years um, the bulk of my business right now is people I've got some sort of former relationship with a client um, so the the number of I guess new deals I'm doing where it's a total stranger you know from an internet lead or whatever like it makes up a really it's a maybe a few deals a year um, so I think you know our, our focus you know with with our clients is you know and it's not not rocket science it it's uh, it's staying in touch it's um remembering things like their birthdays and throwing some client events and getting together and, and, and really just being genuine and helpful where we can. Like it's really, there's not a lot to it, honestly. It's, and it's just the benefit of, um, you know, time served and, and mm-hmm. patience to kind of let it to evolve where it is. And the the other thing is I'd, I'd had a partner that I'd worked with for five years or so uh, that, You know was a 18 or 20 year veteran in the business when we started working together Um, and the plan it was you know kind of a succession plan for him we were going to work together for 10 years and then he was going to hit 60 and retire or whatever the the story that was kind of the plan Uh, he ended up buying our office um, about five years ago and so now he's the owner of our company and of our remax office and he basically just said, okay, here you go. Um, I mean, that was always the plan to, to hand it off. It just, instead of being a, you know, okay, we're going to do this in seven or eight years. It's, we're doing it in six months and you can't tell anybody because we've got confidentiality agreements and you know that, and it's just one day, you know, it, it happened. So, um, you know, with that, you know, so I inherited a bunch of his past clients, um, and some, developers and some like really good relationships that have really um you know kind of been huge for me as well so i mean cool. that's that's kind of how how it's gone and then i've just got a a great assistant that helps uh keep me on track and deal with some of the the back end stuff who has been uh, off this week and it's been totally crazy <laughs> i tried to i had a new listing go up and i had to I'm like do you know the login information for the <laughs> back end of my website? And she's like, uh, it's saved in my computer. But so anyway, so yeah, it's just a lot of that, that sort of stuff. So it's uh, it's just her and, and I, and um, we just, yeah, that's how it goes.
0: Just before we move off of that, hmm. the, the succession plan feels like something that a lot of times gets bungled in real estate. Do you have any sort of takeaways of sort of tips that, that worked to make that smooth?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think step one is planning well in advance. Um, I think where it's just, okay, I'm retiring tomorrow. Here's the list. Um, good luck. I think that has a really low success rate because there's no, um, you know, kind of slow crossfade. Um, it's, it's just too abrupt. And, you know, in our marketplace, like we're a city of, you know, if you look at the greater Kelowna area, a couple hundred thousand people there's like 1,200 real estate licensees. And so everybody knows 10 realtors. And um, if it's not done, I think gradually enough, all those clients are just going to go use one of the other people they know that they already have a relationship with. So I think the big thing for us is we, you know, when we started working together in like 2011, it was, um, you know, kind of co-marketing and you know so their clients could see my name and we tried to you know kind of integrate me into his business and him into mine so that it was you know a little more interchangeable and then over time my name went first and his went second and it was just kind of a gradual we kind of phased them out a little bit. I did that uh, I did that. (laughs) Yeah it's but it's I mean it's not perfect and then I'm trying to you know when like I've got Fintrack's been the greatest thing because you've got birthday lists uh, from all the clients. And so, you know, I send video messages to all his clients. I'm like, hey, I know you don't know me. We haven't met. You were a client at Jerry's birthday. And if you want to grab lunch uh, or something like that, when, uh, you know, to, to celebrate your birthday, let me know. And just to try to get in front of some of these people that I have, don't have any personal relationship with. So
3: Brendan, that's an awesome segue. Awesome segue because you, as part of the Remax family, are also part of the young person's member of the Remax family. Um, Jeff, I think has mentioned on the show before that statistically, the average age of a Remax agent is well up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and it's you really embrace technology. Yeah. Uh, you've embraced uh, a lot of video and, and photos and that kind of stuff, Brandon. Um, I know you do family photo shoots because I think your wife's kind of on that side of things. Can you yeah. kind of tell us a little more about what you're doing with video? I'm curious what you're doing in your business just so I can steal. So sure. tell me. Uh,
1: so with, with video, I've got a lot more plans and aspirations, uh, than what I've actually executed on. Um, Always, you No, know, we're doing, you know, property videos, but it's, it's, I'm not on camera yet. It's cause I'm shooting them most of the time. It's just, you know, kind of a, a walkthrough of the house, sort of a virtual open house. I would like to get to the point where like you guys are doing where you're on camera. Cause I think there's a, a lot of value in that in, and I think enhancing the video and then also building brand at the same time. Um, so yeah, I've got goals for, for making some changes there. Um, I also did a bunch of like video interviews with other, like my home inspector and my lawyer and my mortgage person. And, um, we've got probably 60 or 72 or three minute videos that we shot that were, you know, kind of, we're just, you know, trying to, um, rank for search engine stuff. Um, and, but, Honestly, most of it right now is the one-to-one stuff, just shooting bomb-bomb messages to, to clients or, you know, um, doing our weekly updates to our listings. I've, I found that really helpful where you can kind of communicate what's going on, but, you know, you're not playing phone tag for three days to, to try to get the message out.
3: So, you record your weekly update on the listing and then just fire it off. Um, just and for people who don't know what Bomb Bomb is, it's just sort of a, an internal packaged video you email to your client, right? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, what I, my assistant prepares all the web stats from the different sites that we can track the analytics on. So, we've had, you know, the video's been watched 200 times, this site's been clicked on this many times. So, we put a, a table together. Um, so we can track the number of, uh, just the amount of internet traffic. Uh, and then I'll just shoot a video kind of like this. It's just, you know, Hey guys, i um, just want to give you an update on how the listing's going. Here's the web stats. This is what's happening. You know, the showing we had yesterday, this was what they said. Um, and it's just been a good way to kind of stay in touch with people without, I was just finding you know trying to call people was challenging and especially if there's a husband and a wife involved you never get them both on the same time on the phone at the same time and then one relays something to the other and it's just kind of it's a little clunky and and then just doing an email takes forever and felt impersonal and so video's been kind of the good um hybrid where you can get your message across but they can digest it when it's convenient for them and um and so we've been sending that out and it's been really well received. And, and it obviously saves me a pile of time doing it too. So
0: it, It's you know. nice to, like, Brendan, I do the same thing. I, I hit my listings with a, a weekly video update. Mm-hmm. We go over the stats, the showing feedback, everything. And, you know, with BombBomb, you can screen share. So I can ac- you can actually have the stuff up yep. that you're talking about. But um, Matt and Jer, one of the kind of cool side benefits of it is A, you don't get the broken telephone where like you talk to the husband and then the wife is like, you didn't tell me that. And the husband didn't quite say what you said to the wife or vice versa. Um, but also it, it ties into the sort of um, uh, crucial conversations that uh, uh, Coach Keith, who has been a guest of the show a couple times, likes to talk about, about, you know, especially if you have to deliver bad news, you can deliver the bad news via video and in it say, Hey, we should have a conversation about this in person, but it lets them kind of come down. Like they're calm when you finally talk to them a day or so later, as opposed to just on the phone, you're like, Oh man, this other listing came up and it blows us out of the water. And now, you know, we looked great price wise before, but now we look like garbage. And then you, you know, you let them process it a little bit before you actually get on the phone with them. And it's uh it's a really nice, nice way to do it. I think. Yeah.
1: The other thing I've been, um, doing and this is obviously not my idea There's another uh, agent in our um coaching organization that has rolled this out but doing the video uh, cmas the market evaluations um, oh
0: yeah palm story market yeah. health, health checks yeah i, I yeah. yeah so good i haven't
1: been using it as much as just kind of for keeping in touch with clients um i i find it's just that's a hard thing to to fit into you know business when you're busy but um You know, for people that you you go over to their property and and especially, I mean, it's for myself, a lot of these people are people I already know. So I don't, you know, I'm not really competing for the listing necessarily. They just want to know the information so I can sit down and I can screen share and do, okay, this property sold down the road for you. This is what it sold for. Here's what they updated the kitchen and here's the photo. You can see it. Um, So that's been really good, you know, where you can't get together. And especially right now, people are trying to avoid uh, some of the in-person interaction. So we can do, uh, um, you know, a proper evaluation, showing them what we're, you know, what we're looking at, um, but do it over video. And that's been really helpful
0: as well. For our our listeners and for Matt and Jer, there's there's an agent who's in the Richard Robbins sort of coaching system that Brendan and I are in out of Toronto um, who basically twice a year, he sends a market update via video on their property. And it's, it's essentially like a a market evaluation light. Like it doesn't give an exact price or anything, but it shows a few comparables and he gives a little bit of insights and uh, yeah, it's a really nice way to stay in contact with past clients or even like leads that you talk to. And then they're like, yeah, we like you, but we actually aren't ready to list just yet or whatever, you know, checking in every month or two with it is a, a great, um, Great touch for sure. That's
3: mm-hmm. cool. Um, I kind of want to shift gears and ask just kind of about Kelowna because yeah. uh, I haven't been well I'm not familiar with the business there at all. And Jeremy, maybe you have some questions about this as well, but like for people who are listening and thinking that might be an area I want to move to, like what, what do people need to know? Where do they, where do they get started? What are the hotspots or what do you want to avoid if you are getting started in Kelowna?
1: Yeah. So for people looking to move here, I think that the, um, I think why we've seen such a uh, migration from people from the Lower Mainland is, is price point wise, um, it's you know relative to Vancouver prices, substantially more affordable. Uh, so our average single-family home price kind of hovers right around seven hundred thousand, um, and that's for you know not a new house, but something built in the last twenty years with a nice yard, kind of four bed, three bath. Um, you know, nice family home. You can spend obviously way more than that here. Um, cause we've got some incredible waterfront properties and some homes with big views and, and that sort of thing that would get into the, you know, one to 2 million range. But, um, you know, condos, you're probably 320 to 350 and townhomes are going to be right around 500 plus or minus. So there's an affordability factor, especially for people relocating from the coast. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, We've seen our our market's been really quite steady for the last few years. Um, obviously things are down right now with with everything's going on, but um, seems to be picking up that we've got a, a mix of you know older homes and a lot of new development as well we've There's been a lot of come on up until probably ten or fifteen years ago was a retirement destination because um, there wasn't a lot uh, here for working families, and so a lot of people were living in Kelowna and flying out to the oil patch and working there. Um, Whereas now there's, you know, we've got a, I think a a strong tech community that is developing. Um, We've got the largest hospital in the interior of the province. We've got a UBC campus. So there's, you know, there's a lot more here for families. And so that's the fastest growing demographic in our, in our city right now.
2: Was Uh, there, I thought there was talk of opening like a a movie studio or something. Was that, Hmm. I haven't heard that. I don't
1: know that where I, where could I, well be. I, I know. I think a lot of these the, the tech companies they were finding it to be such a challenge to retain good talent in Vancouver because the cost of living was so high, and you know, so they've been able to you know come up here, and you know, people can move for lifestyle. I mean, we've got amazing weather. I think we get literally ten percent of the rain that Vancouver gets. Um, and so it's just a, you know, a nice option that's still not too far from Vancouver. We're not too far from Calgary. We've got an international airport. You can get in and out to wherever you want to go pretty quickly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we've seen a lot of growth. And we're, you know, they're expecting another 50,000 people in Kelowna over the next 20 years. So it's one of the fastest growing cities in the country, too.
2: And there's still a lot of room for development, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you, yeah.
2: what do you, in terms of like, you've got the UBC campus out there. Um, is there student housing? Are you finding there, there's like a good market for, for rental housing or how does that typically work?
1: Yeah, there is some student housing out at the campus of UBC campus. Uh, there's been a bunch of um, apartment buildings built near the university as well that, you know, are individually owned there, you know, so investors have, have bought those to, uh, rent to students. And then there's, you know, not too far from there uh, a lot of single family homes that would have basement suites that would be, you know, occupied by students uh, quite regularly as well and, and decent transit from those neighborhoods
2: to the university. Would it be feasible for for an investor to to purchase a property up there, have a student in it during like the school year uh, and then say that they weren't interested in the winter sports that you guys have to offer, but they do want a nice little summer pad um, have you seen anything like that? Or is that common?
1: Yeah, it, it's um, becoming more common. Um, obviously right now with the, the tenancy stuff, it can be a little bit tricky to, to get those people out, um, depending on the situation of course, and that our city is trying to really clamp down on the short-term rentals and put some guidelines in there. But for folks that are gonna occupy their own suite, um, and do, you know, a, a six or eight month tenancy with the student, and and have them vacate, um, so the owner can can use the property in the summer. That's there's some of that happening for sure. Okay.
3: Hey yeah. Brendan, I was curious because we got things heating up here, and you're saying things have really been heating up in your region. Mm-hmm. What that means as far as a definition goes, uh, we had a condo that got really busy. We got eight offers on it yesterday. Wow. And I'm curious, when things get busy for you, what does that look like? What does competition look like? Because people coming from the coast are, are tired of the competition.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to see five or 10 offers on a property would be very rare. Um, you know, We had one, I listed a townhouse, uh, listing one live at about 4.30 on Monday and we got an offer accepted last night on it. Um, but it wasn't a multiple, it just sold quickly. I uh, had a property a couple weeks ago. We ended up in multiple offers for the backup offer, um, which was, you know, a little unusual, but, um, but it happens. But usually as far as competition goes, there might be one or two competing offers uh, on, a, on a really hot listing. So, okay. And, um, and
3: what's the likelihood that there's only one or two that it goes over asking and if it does go over asking, what might be a, a rough percentage that you would expect to see?
1: Yeah. Uh, I would say there's a possibility that it goes over lists, but we're maybe again, depending on the price point, it might be five grand or 10 grand, like nothing. These six figures over asking that is incredibly rare. That ship has sailed. So, and it was never that common, even when the market was at its peak. Um, you know, there'd be probably one offer that's below asking one might be really close to list and maybe somebody goes five grand over on the close the doors off yeah
3: yeah well you know what that sounds great i think that's why a lot of buyers want to come see you because that is a much better way to buy (laughs) yeah yeah even
0: for five date offers out here there's always one or two idiots who are like and then this guy wrote 50,000 under asking like yeah why did this person compete like they're just price up
1: (laughs) yeah the one i did um where we were in competition for the backup there were four offers for backup. And we got one, came in right under the out of the gate and it was full price and the dates they wanted and so we signed it. And then we had some showings come up, we went into multiples. One was 20 grand under, one was like five grand under, one was I think five grand over, and one was eight grand over. So, um, you know, you're in a four way multiple offer, everyone's coming in with their best foot forward. And, you know, so, but it it didn't get crazy, like,
3: You know, so I appreciate that insight. It's a really interesting Mm.
0: Oh, go ahead, Matt.
3: No, I was just I just saying I appreciate the insight on that, Jeff. Go ahead with your question.
0: Oh, I was just curious because, you know, when when all of us started in real estate and I think we've all been in real estate about the same time Mm. out here, there was a kind of a accepted way multiple offers happened, which is what you were explaining of like everybody just comes in with their best foot forward and you pick the winner. Now out here, it's become kind of the wild west. Is it still that way? Like, do most agents run their multiples the same way? Or do you get, like, do you get all the kind of weird garbagey games happening in multiple offers? Or is it pretty civilized?
1: Uh, it's generally pretty civilized, I find. There's always the one, okay, we're looking at offers on Saturday and somebody comes in ahead of schedule trying to ram something through. But yeah. it's not the, the norm, even to be in multiple offers here, like our market's just not that crazy right now. It's steady, but it's, you know, so even to like to set the table with your seller that, Hey, we're going to be in multiple offers and we're going to look at offers on Sunday. Like there's no guarantee that there's going to be more than one anyway. So we kind of just put the listing up and and see what happens unless we know with absolute certainty, it's just going to be crazy because of the, the property type and it's priced, you know, very aggressively, but, it's just the market's still a bit unpredictable to kind of set that as the norm.
3: Well, and if that's not the culture, you don't want to bank on it, right? Yeah. Um, but we just have a culture of multiple offers here that it's if you wanted to at any point, you could price it for a multiple and you'll get it. Yeah, um, but if you don't have that certainty in your market, which I don't think you do it's it's not really the right play But yeah. uh, we are uh, just wrapping up here and running short on time So I just want to express my thanks for you coming on Brendan. It's really nice to hear from you and spend some time, um, yeah. but I'm not the the, the host host
0: So uh, Jeff gets to really close <laughs> things out uh, sure. And if if people want to reach you, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Um, you can uh, go to my website. It's just brendanstoneman.com or you can Google Brendan Stoneman. My name's unusual enough that I'll probably be the only one that, that comes up and, um, you know, call, text, email, whatever, whatever works.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Uh, if anybody wants to reach Matt Brabins or Jeremy Ray, you can find them at the newwestguys.com. If you want to reach me, Jeff McLennan, I'm at realestatenewwest.com. Thank you guys very much.
1: Thanks, Thanks, so much. Have a good day, guys.
0: Right. Awesome, Brendan. Thank you. Thank you. Boater
1: or golfer? Uh, probably. Well, I would say golfer because I don't have a boat, but I'm a lousy golfer, and I would prefer to be on a boat, but I don't have one.
3: So, you have a job? Kind of both slash
1: neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to work on that.